Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn of CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco, and Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and in honor of Russell Jackman, who was getting so frustrated with the questions I was asking, uh, we decided we're going to do the NBA Okay, but not, not just baseball from the from the eighteen hundreds. No more, no, not not today. It's the not only is it the NBA Civil War baseball questions. Well, hold on, hold on, but it's the two thousand fifteen finals. Okay, so was, hopefully uh, I mean, that wasn't too long ago. That was only five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Part of the whole right. I know, I know. If I if I said NBA and I said it was from the nineteen fifty one season, I don't think you'd be too happy. So I would if we were going to talk about um, uh, one particular player, but that's a different. That's a, a Jack Molinas. If you wanted to talk about Jack Molinas, I could talk about nineteen fifty one basketball. Jack Molinas. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, he was caught for gambling, and he was my father's fraternity brother. But that's <laughs> a completely different. <laughs> wow. I thought it'd be like a George Mikan uh, question. You know, the first. No, he was the frat brother of my, my father's. Is that right? All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, talk a little bit about the, the Chiefs being potentially the villains now. Uh, Dallas soccer team taking a knee. Uh, one better betting on the Bengals to win a two, 240 to one shot. Not even getting the Super Bowl, but just to, to be the top seed, which I thought was really kind of Okay. Uh, and then lately, uh, we have a little bit of Roger Goodell uh, wishing that he had listened to Kaepernick earlier. And mm-hmm. then, guess how much a Mike Trout rookie card went for? I we'll talk imagine, about that in it, the next segment, big, too. Big coin. Bitcoin, yeah. All right, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding around 7.5%. Even in today's environment, it doesn't get any more conservative than that, and it is secured by real estate. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back. Kayak Company, you can discover the world of sea kayaking, paddleboarding, and biking in Half Moon Bay. 
paddle among seals, birds, and other marine life in protected Pillar Point Harbor or the wild waters of the open Pacific. Our fleet is made up of single and double kayaks, a wide variety of stand-up paddle boards, and many different bikes to suit your needs, which you can use to bike the famous Half Moon Bay Coastal Trail. We also offer classes, tours, corporate trips, and private events. Half Moon Bay Kayak Company. Call us today at 650-773-6101. That's 650-773-6101. Or go to hmbkayak.com for more details. Half Moon Bay Kayak Company. hmbkayak.com. We're here with Mark Humph and Edward Brown of PacificPrivateMoney.com and the best of investing, heard Saturdays at noon. One of the things that you talk about in your weekly radio program is mortgage investing. Help us better understand, Mark, what exactly is that? Edward and I coined the term mortgage investing to describe two primary types of investing in real estate secured note instruments, and those are direct note investments and mortgage funds. Both have different advantages, and some of our investors prefer one over the other, though many Many of our investors participate in both. And Edward, help us understand, is this considered then more passive or active investing? It's definitely passive. And one of the problems with investing in individual notes is that when you get paid off, your money gets returned to you. And then unless you have another note to invest in, it's sitting idle. Whereas if you're in the fund, it's diversified amongst a lot of loans and it's constantly working for you. So for example, direct note investing is a more active strategy requiring you to review loan information and you need to be able to make decisions quickly. It's become very competitive recently, and the best notes can often be difficult to obtain. So mortgage fund investing is a more passive investment strategy that can best be described as being like a mutual fund of real estate-secured mortgages. In fact, that's one of the reasons why Mark started the fund was he would have a loan that he could potentially fund, and there were too many clients who wanted it. By having a fund, the fund has first right to fund any loans that we have. What about the track record? So at Pacific Private Money, we have a nine-year track record of zero losses to our investors. And that's across over 1,200 loans totaling more than $400 million. Our investment strategy is a way to generate returns currently averaging more than 7.5%, all secured by California real estate. Call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 or visit their website, pacificprivatemoney.com. All investments have inherent risk due to market fluctuation and your individual results may vary based on the investment. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investments or investment strategies. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Uh, now, Russell, you first want to talk about Luca. I don't oh. want to talk about Luca in the sense that everybody else is. I'd like for us to be original and not, you know, be talking about Luca Doncic. But he's absolutely the talk of the town right now. Everybody is talking about Luca. Well, I can remember over the weekend voicing over the highlights of the game where he injured his ankle and the the image of him limping on one leg up the ramp to the locker room. And when it came out that it was a significant sprain, we figured, oh, well, geez, boy, a sprain like that. I mean, how could he possibly recover? And then he comes out in game four, uh, not only not only playing, but, but, but having a, a monster game. And then with a game on the line, he hits the game-winning shot beat the, to beat the Clippers. And that, that, that's one of the – that's one of the compelling series that we have. I know by the time this show ends, 
we'll be on to the next round. But wow, yeah, Luka Doncic is just uh, he is uh, he just continues to impress. Pick number seventy-seven. I know. Coming back after that injury, he made Willis Reed look like Ralph Sampson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that was that was truly. I also felt, oh, at least he's going to take a game off with right. that high ankle sprain. And some some players take some six weeks to get over a high ankle sprain. That's what happens when you're young. Well, when yeah. you're young, and when you and when you have high tolerance for pain, irrespective to whatever quarter zone shot, I'm sure he took in that ankle in order for him to be able to play. So they're talking about him being, uh, you know, potentially the uh, face of the NBA. You know, like you had uh, Jerry West and you had Michael Jordan. I think uh, Steph Curry has a thing or two to say about that first. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You got to win some rings, baby, before you're going to be the face <laughs> of the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a one-man show, though, right? It is no. if you're if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, it is a one-man show. LeBron is a one-man show. No, what, I, what I mean is right the now. when you talk about uh, winning a championship title, it's it's not a one-man team. So Right now, LeBron is putting the Lakers squarely on his shoulders and taking them to an NBA Finals. He is, yeah, but, yeah, but, has, he, but has he won an NBA title? Oh, yes, he has. A few yeah, he times. has. <laughs> yeah, he has. I, I, I have not seen a man – I have not seen LeBron James look that motivated to win a championship – since it's very the time they won his very first title for Miami, have they ever even thought about him being like the face of the franchise? I mean, or not franchise, but in face of the NBA. He was, he was for about three or four years. You know, during the Miami time and, yeah. and shortly afterwards. But then Steph Curry, you know, took that mantle away from him so quickly. You know, with with how many times he was in the finals, winning three titles. Well, it's kind of tough, too, because LeBron, you know, leaving Cleveland to go to M, uh, Miami was uh, uh, quite controversial. You know? well, yeah, and then, con- back to, then back to uh, L.A., you know, uh, it's he doesn't stay in one place. That is harder to build that kind of reputation as one of the all-time great players when you move around so much, whereas yeah. with guys like Curry, and at least so far with Doncic, they are building their franchises up to be great. Yeah, that is true. If, if you if you if you have watched the Lakers series, I don't know about how you feel about it, Mr. Jackman, but uh, a, a lot of times, yes, we we, we know LeBron James is going to get his touches and get his points. But I've been impressed by the second best player on the floor, Anthony Davis. That second half that he had, game before last, uh, really kind of carried this team. And James has just been so good to recognize. And, and be able to get other guys around him involved and just finding the open man, whether it's a corner pocket three or, 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 a, or a drive and dish or whatever. I mean, James is he's, – he's, he's the quarterback on the floor. But, boy, uh, Anthony Davis has, has really shined. I mean, he's really been pivotal in the success of the Lakers. And uh, LeBron's only, what, 36? He's still pretty young. I mean – He's got a lot of NBA miles on him like, like, uh, sure. like Kobe – you know, even though he's not physically that old, he's got he's been in so many extra games thanks to all the playoffs that he's been that's in true. and so forth. But as he has shown, he's got a lot of tread on those tires. That's for sure. Well, uh, yesterday's pretty- game against against Portland. I mean, yes, Davis is an amazing player, but that was one of those sheer force of will games that you see players have, where you see a guy win a game because he himself is just saying, guys, put it on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm winning this game for you right now. Yeah, and that I would agree with that. three-pointer that he made to give him like the 39-point lead, 
was just so effortless by LeBron. You can look at a guy like that and say, that's a guy ready to win another championship this year. It was clear in that last game with Portland. Lakers were out to prove a point, and they went out and just punched Portland in the mouth, scoring the first 15 points of the game, and they just never, ever looked back. There was no Dame Dollar moment in this one. And so now it's, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're Portland, you, 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 you have to respond or it's yeah. adios Bye-bye. amigo. Yeah. Yeah. Another early exit. You know, you kind of feel for him a little bit, you know, it's sort of like, like sort of like Allen Iverson in a way where you, know, you just keep getting to that point and then you just can't go any further. I don't feel bad for him at all. I mean, not when he has to look at his, uh, his bank account and see how much is pumped in. <laughs> Well, yes, that definitely uh, uh, helps alleviate some of the pain. But, uh, you know, these guys, they want to at least have one championship. And let me just get this in. I mean, we we would not be talking about the NBA playoffs alone with, with, with without Chris Paul, who led the charge to kind of work with the NBA management, the Players Association you know, president to, to, to kind of make this happen. It was on Chris Paul's shoulders this whole time to say, no, we want to play. Let's make this happen. And that is why they've been able to get this thing going under the bubble down in Florida. I wonder how many or, or how much that'll affect uh, the, when I say the economy, I mean like other businesses, governors looking at their states and kind of going, hmm, I mean, these guys figured out a way to do it and look how yeah. close in proximity they are. Uh, because I was just mentioning to Vern before we got on the air that you know, where, where I, my office, where we're taping from is, uh, you know, the, the, the epicenter of, uh, uh, of business in San Rafael. And it's not, you know, it's not a huge town or anything, but it's like business after business is shuttered. I mean, it, it's like almost every other one because, mm. and it's gotta be because of COVID. Um, it doesn't help that we're having these big fires out here right now, but uh, you know, be it a restaurant or some other business, a nail salon or something. It's, it's just, it's a little creepy. It's like a ghost town. Think of, think of the individuals and you know that they're out there who maybe they wanted to start a second career. Maybe they retired. Maybe they had a little money and they're like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start my own business. And so they started up, let's just say end of February, beginning of March. And then boom. I know. So there's just, there's just no chance for, for a mom and pop organization I know someone who has a uh, franchise of uh, one of those places where you paint while you drink wine, you know, sort of fun little thing like that. And uh, I think she was probably only open for a month or two and then boom, this thing happens. And, you know, you kind of wonder, well, can you spread people out on something like that? You know, it's just, it's a little interesting. And what I don't understand is how can you open up a casino and, and have social distancing? Okay but you can't let people gather at let's say a church or something where you could still force the issue of social distancing and masks because it's gambling. Yeah. And there I, you go. I've always said, I'm I've always said money. you could open up a casino at the bottom of the ocean or on the surface of the moon. And there'd yeah. be a line for people. If you could guarantee loose slots, there'd be a line to get in. Well, and, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is, yeah, that's the best thing in a bad, when the economy's going down is let people gamble their money away in, in potential hopes. All right, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. And in honor of Russell Jackman, we are talking about the NBA 2015 finals. Okay. Uh, the first two games of the NBA finals were split with the Warriors winning game one and the Cavaliers winning game two. 
What also happened in games one and two that had never happened in the NBA Finals before? Mm. In the NBA Finals history. All right, that's our trivia question. See, I couldn't just ask you, you know, mm. easy questions like who made it to the finals, right? Right. No, I understand right. that. But... So think about what happened in, in games one and two that had never happened in the finals before. All right. That's All our right. trivia question. When we come back, uh, we'll move on to a little bit of football, soccer, and uh, and a rookie card by Mike Trout. We'll talk about how much that went for. Went right? for Stay big, big, big dollars. Big dollars. Big dollars, yeah. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov slash sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi Paul, what's your tax problem today? Hi Ronnie, love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and Vern Glenn. Our first trivia question was, uh, the we're talking about the 2015 NBA Finals. The first two games of the NBA Finals were split with the Warriors winning game one and the Cavaliers winning game two. But what also happened, though, in games one and two that had never happened before in NBA Finals history? Both games went to overtime. Bingo! That wow. was correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call there. Very well, I cover that series. Yeah, so, yeah, I I remember. Very yeah, well. it, was, it was just pins and needles all the way to the end. And uh, Mr. Warrior himself, Russell Jackman, did you know the answer to that one? No, I was going to say that both teams shot over 43 pointers or something. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, actually, that would have been a good one. That would have been a that, hey, that would have been a good, yeah, that would have been a good answer. And and speaking of, you know, how about the fact that Houston set the record for 56 three-pointers, and then the next game set the record again with 57 three-point uh-huh. attempts. Hey. 57 And weren't they like 60%? What? Didn't they hit like 60%? No, not not in game uh, five, four. They yeah. didn't. They, they were way off. But, but 57 three-point shots. Are we ever going to, Vern, are we ever going to get wait, to fit, Wait, 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 57 attempted or 57 yeah. made? Attempted. attempted. Yeah, okay. Are so, we ever going to get to a point where there's going to be 100 three-point shots attempted by one team in a game? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Here, here's what it is. Okay, so if, if you, what, do you, what do you shoot from the floor where, you're, where it's acceptable? Is it 50%? Yeah, I'd say so. Right, right. Okay. So 50% of a two-pointer is one point, right? If when you go for a three-pointer, if you can do better than 33 and a third percent, right. then you're better off doing that every time. Every yeah. time. So Houston has taken that truly to heart. And 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 57 – I just never thought – I lived to see a point where 57 three-pointers were attempted in a single Yeah, game. it's funny. I was watching James Harden, and, you know, what's just amazing is that you, you, you got to give him – you can't give him too much space because then that three-pointers go – you know, he's going to – and he makes a lot of them, right? Although, uh, uh, except for the last game as we take the show, I mean, they hit their first eight and, and only hit, what, five, five six more after that? Five or something. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. But, they couldn't hit any – they could not throw it in the ocean. <laughs> but because of the, uh, uh, of the potential, right, the threat, is you know you 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 can you can't get too close to them because then you you foul them and then you got three you know three free throws right, but you back off a little bit too much. I mean, so you get a little bit too close and then boom, he goes right by you mm-hmm. and gets a foul for push. So I mean, it's like really very challenging uh, uh, watching a guy like that. They miss, they miss Russell Westbrook badly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to move on to this. Uh, we we tease the audience with this uh, rookie card of uh, Mike Trout. So this is a 2009 Bowman. You know, you got Tops, Fleer, right. right? Bowman, which actually, if I remember correctly, Bowman was the first rookie. Was the first cards back in the 50s. Um, there there are like certain cards that are that are Bowman one that are really worth a lot, and this one actually was. So it's a Mike Trout rookie card. Guess how much it sold for? Fifteen hundred. Well, almost four. Almost four million dollars, right? Three point nine three million dollars. Yeah. It actually is higher than the nineteen oh nine Hannes Wagner card, which is the epitome of cards. There's only like six of those around. Um, well, but is there anything as to why the price was driven so high? Uh, you know, obviously it was a grade nine. You know, so that was really good. Okay. And this one, um, I think it's got an autograph on it. Um, 
So 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 something is actually written on it. Yeah. His, his his autograph. His autograph. All right. Yeah. But I, I got to think though, how many 2009 rookie cards are out there? There's got to be lots. Lots of them, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're not all grade nine, but. Uh, you know, three point nine three million dollars for. I'd rather have Fantastic Four number one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know it's not worth as much as as that, but my personal, I I I'm not a baseball card guy, so I yeah. I only see value in in collecting comics. So. Uh, now I am a baseball card. Guy. Well, when you say I am one, I mean I've got I still have like you know Rod Carew's rookie card and. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of the rookie cards from uh, the guys who came up in the late '60s. You know, so I mean, they're worth a fair amount, but nothing, nothing, nothing close to this. They're not even worth in the four digits. You know, um, and, and what ended up happening is in the mid '80s, uh, mostly Tops had realized, you know, with with guys like Canseco and McGuire and all that stuff, all those guys coming up, they just flooded the market. They go, Hey, these cards are, are worth, they're starting to be worth a lot. And so they ended up printing gazillions of them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I probably have 50 Canseco rookie cards and I'd be surprised if they're worth a buck. <laughs> probably are to Jose. You probably would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll call him, buy him back from you. Uh, yeah. He'll buy him. He'll buy him from me. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Of course, of course, Jose could wind up like dying in like a huge crash or a Hindenburg type thing. And then all of a sudden he's, or, you know, he runs for president and all of a sudden that card is now worth, you know, uh, thousands of dollars. Yeah. You never quite know. And he's, I mean, uh, let's just put it this way. I bought a bunch of guardians of the galaxy in the seventies because I actually liked the comic book. Yeah. I had no mm -hmm. idea that 30 years later that it would be a major motion picture franchise. Right. I mean, Which, was, by the way, number two was better than number one, in my opinion. Really? You know what? None of them were as good as the actual comic. None no, of no, no, no. I mean, I'm in the movie. Yeah. I, I saw the first one and I go, eh, I don't know. Well, I'll watch the second one. I actually like the second one better. I, I bought a bunch of New Mutants when I was a kid, just enjoying New Mutants. And now they're about to make it into a movie. <laughs> so you never know when the, 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 the card or the comic that you get suddenly becomes being, you know, part of a big franchise or, or the person who's involved in it becomes famous. That's what I told my dad about stamps. I said, you know, because he, my dad was a big stamp collector. Now his stamps aren't worth like crap. I mean, nobody, nobody cares about stamps anymore. And I said, name me a time that they've made a major movie franchise based off of a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only the upside down World War uh, One biplane that was worth a lot, right? When I when I went out and got uh, Hulk issue one eighty 180 and one eighty one, the first appearances of Wolverine. I mean, who'd have thought back then that Wolverine would be this major movie franchise? By and now those are worth a lot of money. Those <laughs> yeah, those are those, yeah those those, those are two of my most valuable issues. Yeah, take oh. care of those. Did you keep them in? Uh, covered cellophane type uh, mylar uh, they're, yeah they're yeah they're individually uh, wrapped and sealed up uh in, in over in the other room oh yeah just don't yeah. slab them just please don't slab them but what's slabbing them what what you do is you send them into a place called uh the comic grade institute and they look over the comic and scientifically like grade it based on like literally looking under a microscope and making sure that there are no tears or, or crinkles or anything like that. And you go from a one to a nine to a 10. And then they put it in a plastic slab that cannot be opened. 
It's, oh. it's, it's like a, a concrete brick. And you, you guarantee that your comic will never degrade in value because it's slapped, but you can't read it. And it's basically just a piece of, of plastic that you yeah. own. Yeah. But you that's know? the whole idea. That breaks my heart. That to see a comic slabbed is like the worst thing in my in my life. To but see. that's the whole thing is if you, you open, if you turn the pages, you know, you you risk. You can actually read it and enjoy the book. How I it was know, I get, I get it. I, I agree with you. I don't think any of that stuff should be worth. You get the new cut. You get the old comic book smell. That is worth the collection, right? <laughs> there. Am I right, Fern? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's the the, the beauty of able to get you know grab those old issues and go back and and reread them. Sure. As long as you know you take care of it and handle it and and uh, and, and and just you know, maintain the, you know, the, the, the don't the like, I do, do well. like I did as a kid and eat, you know, uh, 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 candy bars and like you know, spill your soda all over <laughs> yeah. it. That's no, I don't find do that. These things in mint condition. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I love Mike Trout, but I, I just can't see spending almost $4 million for a... collections are just what one, someone's willing to pay for. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So uh, speaking of money here, one better placed $5,000 on the Bengals to be top seed in the NF in the AFC, which is kind of interesting because usually people will bet to you know get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. All this guy has to do is just have the Bengals be the top seed in the AFC, and uh, he's which, still not going to collect. Which, well, yeah, which which is a mission impossible. Well, like for the thing, Bengals, but... yeah. So he he bet five thousand dollars, and if he wins at two hundred forty to one, payouts two point four million million dollars. Wow. What does he do with the five and what do you put down? If he loses? Yeah. If, if five thousand if he loses. Five, five okay. Yeah, five grand. Kind of wow. out there. Uh let's see here. Moving I could on. think of a lot of other things to do with five grand. Me other than to lay it down lay down on the Bengals to be top seed. I agree. Yeah, it could be the Cinderella team. Uh let's see here. So now the Chiefs, uh the, could they be the new quote villains be, uh, taking over for the Patriots? Uh, because they're talking about, you know, they're shooting for seven Super Bowl rings. And the, the way I'm kind of looking at this is, you know, okay, so the Chiefs hadn't won since uh, the, you know, Super Bowl three. 50, 50 years. Yeah. Super Bowl four. Oh, that's right, because after the Jets. Super Bowl right. three yeah, was Joe right, That's right, because they beat my Vikings. That's right, yeah. Len that's Dawson. That. That's right. That's Ed right. Black, Buck Buchanan. Yeah, I remember a lot of those guys. Yeah, Emmett uh, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Mike anyway, Garrett. Yeah, fun. Oh, boy, can oh, yeah. all these things, right? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm kind of looking at this and kind of going, you know, it'd be nice if guys just kind of keep their mouth shut because then people, you know, other teams aren't going to really, like, go for you as, mu as much. Um, you know. Don't write a check your butt can't cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, don't trash talk and all that. Um, because the thing is, it's not like the Patriots, you know, winning year after year after year. Maybe the Chiefs will be that way, but they haven't done that yet. So, you know, what advice do you, do you give them if you're the coach? Because you want to keep them motivated. But do you guys think that they're the the new villains? Of the uh, of football? well, they're, they're they're only the villains if they if they talk smack that that could be bulletin board material. Who? Hey, who, hey guys, who, wait a minute. Well, hold, hold on. I went a little bit too long. We're going to ask our next break next quite next time. Stay with us. Sports Econ One Hundred One. We'll be right back.
with Half Moon Bay Kayak Company, you can discover the world of sea kayaking, paddleboarding, and biking in Half Moon Bay. Paddle among seals, birds, and other marine life in protected Pillar Point Harbor or the wild waters of the open Pacific. Our fleet is made up of single and double kayaks, a wide variety of stand-up paddle boards, and many different bikes to suit your needs, which you can use to bike the famous Half Moon Bay Coastal Trail. We also offer classes, tours, corporate trips, and private events. Half Moon Bay Kayak Company. Call us today at 650-773-6101. That's 650-773-6101. Or go to hmbkayak.com for more details. Half Moon Bay Kayak Company. hmbkayak.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this, so call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, Vern Glenn, and Russell Jackman here. Okay, now I didn't ask the trivia question before the break, so I'm going to ask it now. Game three of the 2015 NBA Finals was won by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Boo. And an unlikely player scored 20 points while playing solid defense against Steph Curry. Yeah, J.R. Smith. No. No, 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 no. Matthew oh, Dellavedova. No, Matthew Dellavedova. Yeah. Yeah, Delhi. Yeah, Delhi, who, who played locally at St. Mary's College. Uh, yes, he was. Wasn't he Australian? In fact, in fact his number's retired. At St. Mary's. Very, very good. Oh, yeah. And I mean, he's faded into complete obscurity since then. What's he again? He's faded into complete obscurity since yeah. then. That's true. That's well, okay. He made good money. Yeah. Well, these guys. Uh, let's see here. Okay, moving on. So after being booed for taking a knee, Dallas soccer team declared their intention to stay in the locker room 
while the national anthem is played from now on. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of years ago, we talked about this, how years ago, the players were in the locker room when they played the national anthem. That's true. I'm not sure when they came out. Was it? I thought it was after 9-11. 9-11, I think, yeah. So before that, they just never, they, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it being a big deal. You just kind of go back to the way it was, right? Do you guys think it's a big deal that they don't show, that don't stand there? I mean, uh, the, all the fans, if there are any fans, you know, they take their hat off, put it you know, over their point. head, over their heart and all that um, to be patriotic. But, you know, for the players, not a big deal to stay in the locker room, is it? I don't. I, I, I personally don't. I mean, the, the only thing in the stadiums now are, are, are guys like us, members of the media, and cardboard cutouts. And then the players. That's or about holographs. Or yeah. on, on basketball, they're having the, those kind of electronic. Those crazy yeah, holographs. virtual fans. Yeah. Virtual fans. yeah. I don't know if you've seen recently with the WWE, but they're trying to do a thing where they have like this weird Thunderdome deal where they have like a whole wall and like a whole ceiling full of monitors it's very strange it's i haven't like seen really... that but, but i did like watch something and uh like watch some kind of a match and it, it's it was very realistic with the with the sound i mean it seemed like fans were there oh yeah yeah well, piping in noise i mean they all do that Pi- yeah but piping i mean in something... like like ambient crowd noise types of yeah they yeah they they do that yeah but i mean with like with baseball there's like so many fans that you can you can tell the difference, you know. Even right. in basketball, you you don't really see. But in, in wrestling, I guess it's so focused on just strictly the ring mm-hmm. that it, it just seemed like it wasn't one thing or another. You know what I mean? Kind of. You got to like, see this wall of video that they're yeah. doing now. It is it is looks like something out of like 1984. It's really strange kind of thing. I I'd rather be at your way where they darken the audience and just use the, the, the sounds, but instead they've got, they're sort of doing with basketball, having these weird videos things. And unfortunately in one of the video squares, actually I have somebody falling asleep. <laughs> so that's not such a good luck. No, no, they are yeah. bad for the optics. Yes. All right. Well, um, one last thing I have, and then you guys take it from here. So Roger Goodell is now saying that he had wish he wished he'd listened to Kaepernick earlier. Saying the pre and saying that pregame protests will be tolerated. Now, any comments on that? It's kind of interesting how it takes a couple of years for change to happen. Roger Goodell is, I think, the worst commissioner in the history of sports. I, I've I've hated just about everything he's done since the moment he became commissioner. So this just is another one on the list of things that I just say, great, close the barn door after the horse is gone type, yeah. type thing. And how much, what does he get paid? Like something ridiculous. $40 million it's, a year. No, I don't understand that. Okay. Me neither. Yeah. You could, you could get. I'd rather buy a friggin' Mike Trout card. <laughs> than, than, hey. Uh, okay. I, I, I will say being a commissioner is an important job. All right. But could you get a, a could you get somebody to do it for, $2 million a year? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With yeah. the little effort that Goodell actually puts into running the NFL, I, I think you could pay some, somebody, you know, a dollar fifty a year. I mean, some people would, you know, quote, want to do it for free. I get that. But, you know, realistically, you know, again, and $2 million is a lot of money, right? Uh, why do they have to pay him $40 million? Why do you have to pay somebody I, anything when you're as incompetent as he is? Well, I, will well, tell, I will tell you why. Okay, 
first of all, you got to look at who Goodell works for. He works for the NFL owners. Look at the revenue coming in. It's a $10 billion a year business. Goodell as commissioner works for the owners. He's the mouthpiece for the owners. He takes the bullet for the owners. He is the face of the owners when it comes to stepping in front of the cameras and making a statement. He's also heavily involved in the contract negotiations with the networks for big TV money and advertising dollars. There's a lot of things that he has to do and is the symbol of and would be, I guess, the scapegoat if something wrong happens. When Kaepernick was discovered that he was kneeling during the anthem and then President Trump went out and said what he said and then just made him the the, the, the villain, Goodell has to respond on the part of the ownership group because they're those are the guys that are signing his checks. And so that is why he had to come out and, 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 and stand there as a representative of the owners, which is the National Football League. Well, times have changed in the last, what, five years or whatever. And, and now everybody's had to take a backtrack. A lot of lives have, have, have been lost. A lot of black lives have been lost at, at the hands of police or, or whatever. And, uh, and, and, and they have had to adjust because nobody wants to look bad. Of all the corporations out there, the National Football League hates looking bad in the eyes of the public. So there you have it. I mean, is, is, is it worth it to the owners to pay their commissioner $30 million to take the bullet? then so be it. But for a guy that's getting that much money, um, Cadell only reacts. He doesn't ever act ahead of time. He waits for stuff to happen. And then a couple months later, he winds up, you know, sheepishly, you know, crawling back out from nobody's heard anything. I mean, look at things like the Kareem Hunt situation. Look at things like, you know, the Ray Rice situation. Look at, you know, um, uh, the whole thing with Antonio Brown. Has Antonio Brown been suspended yet for any well, of Well, he gets suspended once he signs with a team. Then he gets suspended eight games. But they didn't do anything while he was still with the Raiders. My point is that he was still able <laughs> to be in a complete embarrassment of the league. And Goodell never stepped in. And he waited for, for Antonio Brown to, you know, fall out on his own before, you know, he stepped in and did anything. So I, I just, for a guy that's earning that much money, he should be seeing things coming ahead of time and do stuff to proactively be ahead of the game so that, that he's not reacting, he's actually acting towards it. And I haven't seen that from him once. And I'll, just, I'll just say this. If you're, if you're, if you're, if, if you're one of the NFL owners and you're in the room with the other owners – and Goodell is sitting there, the message is clear. Roger, you will do what we tell you to do. Yeah. End of story. That's true. And then Goodell has to like, he has to, he has to say, oh, yes, sir. And, and, and that's that. Does he, he have, uh... he, he, just, he just cannot just freely, <clears throat> I guess, freestyle and jump in front of the microphones and tell you how he really feels. So, you, first of all, you have to have, I guess, all the owners decide as collectively what's going to happen. Um, and then does he negotiate his own contract or does he have an agent representing oh, I'm sure, him? Oh, I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure all of that is handled, yeah, without his 
His, his fingerprints only appear when it's time for him to sign the contract. He's got a very good agent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, because there are a lot of billion-dollar companies out there where someone in his position, you know, the face of it, don't make 30 million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why, again, you know, listen, it's all supply and demand. And it's, it's, you don't get what I read a book that says, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And isn't that really the truth? That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any agent will agree with you on that one. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Lee Steinberg saying, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, we have uh, about three minutes before we have to cut to our next break. What do you guys want to cover? Well, I'll comment on this. Uh, as, as we speak, I'm about to uh, head out to the 49ers and, uh, and see how their practice is going. Apparently, it's going smoothly, except for the, the, the injury bug that, that, that has set in uh, at, uh, along the offensive line and then defensively and the wide, and, and the wide receiver core. So uh, I'll head on down to Santa Clara and see how it's going because – uh, let's let's face it. Less than three weeks from yeah. now, the season starts. Yeah, September 10 will 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 we'll hit, and 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 they're moving forward. And we've seen positive things from both baseball and basketball. The guys aren't getting you know uh, infected left and right. So I think that they're going to be able to pull this off. As much as I didn't think it was going to happen for football, <laughs> I was thinking baseball might be able to do it because of the distance. Basketball because of the bubble. But now they've both been successful, so you know I could see them uh, uh, wind up having a successful football season. When I wasn't even sure they'd be able to get even one game in. Well, yeah, I've, I've even been watching a few episodes of the HBO series Hard Knocks, where they're covering the Chargers and the Rams, and and you know everything is just uh, it, it, it's it's been it's been medically cautious all the all the COVID-19 restrictions are are in place and 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 it's you know so far so good you know now we haven't seen helmet the helmet collisions yet 50 times in a game and and the result of it but hey they're the, the NFL is doing you know what they can and uh Major League Baseball seems to have righted itself as Mr. Jackman has said so uh it, it's you know it's it's happening so so you know since they can get fans like 15,000 or so at the Chiefs and you know maybe Miami and all that uh why don't they do that with baseball why don't you know why don't you try to put 10,000 fans to watch a game because we're, we're, we're halfway in the season Edward I mean these decisions were made before before everything began they they, they all decided collectively we're just not having fans they just nobody wanted to no one wanted to assume the risk of that and, and, that's and even even now with the NFL, it's up to the teams to decide whether they're, they're going to have fans at all. Sure. And it's one thing to control a couple hundred baseball players and staff. It's another thing to control 15,000 people, making sure they don't get sick. And what happens if someone says, you know, I went to a 49ers game and I got COVID-19. Oh, you're, I'm sure you're going to be uh, signing all kinds of waivers <clears throat> saying we actually guarantee you will get COVID. Okay. <laughs> I, even, even I have to, I have to fill out a medical form every time I go to a game or practice. And then when I show up, I have to, have my temperature taken twice. I have to answer all these questions wow. and then go and, and go through all these protocols before I even get into the stadium. 
Gotcha. Okay, well, it's better safe than sorry. Sorry. Okay, uh, last trivia question on the uh, 2015 NBA Finals. Although the Cavaliers lost Game 4 of the 2015 NBA Finals, a possible star in the making finished with 28 points and 10 rebounds. Who was this player? <laughs> Should I give you a hint? For Cleveland, uh, uh, right? Was, was, for... He plays for Cleveland. And he's tall. <laughs> one of two. It's one of two guys. Okay. When we come back, if you still need another hint, I'll give you one more hint. Okay? Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Hmm. Matthew. Huh? I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. The world is changing so fast these days. You ever feel like you're not keeping up personally or professionally? Enter Elevated Media ESQ. Elevating with Marsha allows you to advertise in a forum you never thought possible. They feature a business in an interview-type fashion, which is comfortable, amazingly affordable, and flexible. Not only that, the feature on your business is then formulated into a podcast for convenient on-demand listening 24-7-365. These times we're living in demand a different, clearer, more concise message. Does this sound like how you feel about how you market and advertise your business? Reach out today, no matter how big or small your business is. Elevating with Marsha is highly effective, and you'll be so grateful for the superfans she'll create. Email hello at elevatedmediaesq.com. Elevated Media ESQ, changing your business for the better. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. Last trivia question. Although the Cavaliers lost game four of the 2015 NBA Finals, a possible star in the making finished with 28 points and 10 rebounds. Who was this seven foot one player born in St. Petersburg, Russia? Uh, it's not. Hurry, hurry. Tristan Thompson? No. Timothy Mozgov. Oh, oh I remember that. Yeah. Tim- uh, Timothy. Oh yes. And he doesn't have a he doesn't have a speech impediment. That is pronounced Timothy. Okay, <laughs> so uh, before we cut to uh, our thoughts for the day, Russell, you want to mention something about? Yeah, Harvard? well, we had um, uh, uh, Bobby Evans on last week, and you know I brought brought up the trouble with Hunter Pence, and now yeah. he's uh, no longer a giant. So that said, you must I, have been I, listening I, to the uh, show. <laughs> it's too bad. It's just one of those things that sometimes you can't go back home again. Yeah, and, well, Pablo Sandoval did. Yeah. yeah, but he's probably headed on the way out too. I mean, the Giants are in the ha- in the middle of a six game winning streak. They play the Los Angeles Dodgers today and in a series for the rest of the week. We could see the Giants make an amazing reversal. They're already now only in third place in the uh, division, and they're just behind San Diego. So if this weekend is a big series for the Giants. We might see them in second place by the by next week. That would be good. I cover I covered the Giants and the and the Diamondbacks uh, series finale this past Sunday, and so yeah, it was all about Pence when we woke up in the morning. But I, I will tell you this: he was five for fifty-two at the plate. You just yeah, cannot do that, and 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 a defensive liability in the field. Yeah. God love him. I mean, a fan yeah. favorite. But yep. they just could not go on with that. Yep. And as for the reason why Pablo Sandoval is still there and Hunter Pence isn't, Sandoval can play multiple positions. He's still a threat at the plate. He had two hits on Sunday, including yep. an RBI. So, uh, so, so Sandoval is still productive, and that's why uh, he is still with him. The last, the last link to the 2010. That's World right. Series champion. All right, guys, we're cutting out. Here's our thoughts for the day. If communism has a leader, is it still communist? Think about that. Yes. Okay, and uh, all my life I thought air was free until I bought a bag of chips. All right, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Good night, America.